Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, and I know you enjoy the Girl Dad Discussion Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and uh, we're having some technical difficulties, <laughs> but we are here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it happens. Technology is great until it's not. Yeah, this this uh, thing is just acting crazy. Anyway... So, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I am your host, Ernest James, and I believe uh, that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with their problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. If you haven't already, make sure that you listen, like, subscribe, and share our podcast on all of our social media out, uh, out, all of our social media outlets. See, this is not a good day. To- <laughs> check out, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, and also check out our partner podcast, which is the Girl Dad Discussions podcast, uh, which is our podcast where uh, I talk to other girl dads. And now I'm also starting to have daughters on to talk about the relationship, uh, the dad and daughter relationship, because as you guys know, I am an advocate for fatherless daughters. And so uh, I started that to kind of combat the uh, narrative of the fatherless daughters. So I amplified the voices of our girl dads and their daughters to uh, talk about their relationships and how good it is. So make sure that you guys check out that uh, podcast. this thing is really doing something so as long as it keeps recording i'm gonna keep talking guys <laughs> 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 how you can win a hundred dollars from the podcast but you got to stay until the end of the episode in order to get that uh information also as you guys know we are a self-sustained podcast 
partner is by bringing you guys products. And so make sure that you guys are checking out our products um, at our ebooks at ebooksbyejames.com. Made that real simple. Ebooksbyejames.com. You check out our ebooks and also uh, dealtoheeltees.com where our inspirational shirts are available. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tee and be inspired all day. That is our motto. So make sure you go to deal to heal, deal the number two, the word healtees.com to check out inspirational. Uh, our inspirational teas. Uh, that I, I don't think I forgot anything. So uh, today, just like any other day, we are blessed with a guest, despite our <laughs> technical difficulties. Miss <laughs> Shay, how are you doing? <laughs> Hi, I'm well. I'm super excited to be on this podcast because Healthy Whole is one of the things that I govern my life by. So I'm excited anytime I get to join that conversation of helping people fulfill that being healthy whole. All right. All right. So first of all, let me say thank you for being here because you could have been doing anything else with anyone else, but you're here with me and my listeners, and I definitely appreciate it. Um, so do me a favor. Let's uh, introduce yourself. Let me put it that way. Introduce yourself to my audience uh, and let us know who you are and what it is that you do. For sure. Well, hey, y'all. Thank you for having me, for being tuned in, and for supporting Mr. James. So I am Shay Falcon. I go by Goddess Shay. I am a certified spirituality coach. I am a, as a day job, I'm a manager for a popular Italian restaurant. And my whole life's purpose is just to help people live their best lives, fulfilling their purpose, understanding that they are who God says that they are. And so along with that comes so much healing that I have personally went through. And I'm using that story to help other people know that healing is available for them all the time on time. All right. All right. So before we before we get into that, I'm going to go back uh, just to a conversation we were having before we started recording because I was like, <laughs> all right, let's get back to that. Um, so you just gave us like a brief thing of what you do, but you also do so many other things <laughs> that you didn't yes. mention. But I want you to mention that because it's going to go back to the, the conversation we're having. So what all are some of the other things that you do? Just kind of just to put it out there. Yes, for sure. So um, I'll start with my mission. My life's mission is to educate, motivate, and liberate. And what I mean by that is I want to educate people on who they really are, liberate them from the thoughts that they used to have about themselves so they can see themselves for who God says, and motivate them to live their lives inspiring others. And I do things to accommodate that mission. One of the things I do is I'm a published author. I am also a podcast host and I am a motivational speaker. So those are like the three categories that I utilize the most um, for educating, liberating, and motivating people. Um, as he mentioned, we were talking beforehand about my podcast. I will be relaunching my podcast. It's called Faith and F-Bombs. Yes, you heard that right, Faith and F-bombs. And it is based on my life story and the memoir that I am writing. So be on the lookout for that in 2024. Um, and we'll go more into like why, where that title comes from. Uh-oh. 
It looks like these technical difficulties are really being difficult today. Right. Oh, he's back. Yay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had started talking, so I guess it's the delay because <laughs> I came right in when you stopped talking. Um, <laughs> but I, I brought that up because you, you were mentioning about your memoirs and you were mentioning about the other things that you do. And we started talking about um, writing a book, which... I don't even want to bring it back up, especially to my listeners, because they probably gonna hold me accountable because I've been trying to finish this <laughs> once book. Once you put it out there, once <laughs> you put it out there, you gotta do it. <laughs> and and it's just been like the hardest thing for me to finish. Um, but we were talking about procrastination, and yeah. um, you were sharing with me because that's something that you have dealt with in the past that you mentioned, and it's also something that I deal with, and I think. Um, my procrastination is, uh, I don't know about everybody else's, but I think mine is um, uh, what we call the, the paralysis of analysis sometimes. Mm. When you have so many ideas mm -hmm. that it stops you from doing anything, mm -hmm. right? So you got so much that you want to do, like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do this, and you got this big long list, and then you look at the list and just get paralyzed, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't do nothing. So I think that's kind of where a, a good deal of my um, of my procrastination comes from is mm -hmm. some of that you know because it's like okay i need to finish this book but then i got so many other things to do yeah you know, like i shared of like i and me trying to finish this one hardcover book i've actually written four ebooks yeah you know what i mean so it's like mm -hmm. but why can't i get this one done and then now um like i shared with you my thoughts lately has been to make this book that i've started two mm -hmm. books in one now. And so now it's like, okay, now that's going to make it even longer or harder for me to finish. And you were sharing something with me that kind of helped yes. you. So share, share it with uh, my listeners. Yes. So I am a big TED Talk person. Um, shout out to TED Talks. I will eventually be one of the speakers on that, putting that out into the universe. But in watching the TED Talks, I was watching one on procrastination. I was watching one on inspiration. And something that they said stood out to me, um, the whole world knows about Darwin's theory of relativity and it being published in The Origin of Species. What a lot of people don't know is that it took 20 years, literally, more than 20 years, technically, from 1937 was when he started writing it, and it didn't get published officially until 1959, 20 years before it got put out. And a lot of people have theories on what happened, but what the truth is, is that creative brains don't always work on light speed. Not mm -hmm. every author is a person that just sits in a cabin for 24 hours or 48 hours and puts something out. Most creative people have pieces of inspiration. So we start with an idea, we put down what we can about that, and then we don't have the inspiration anymore. We can force it. And then the end product probably isn't going to be great because we were forcing it. So it's better to put the project down, move on to something else because we're creative brains and we work on inspiration. And some people look at that as procrastination. I've learned about myself that I'm not procrastinating. I am divinely inspired and I take inspired action. So me choosing to put something down to work on the thing that is at hand is not me procrastinating. It is me doing what God wants me to do because I don't have the whole story at once. So, yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that 
even when you were saying that, that really helped me because I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to say it's give, me, give me an excuse, but at least I can say, hey. So yeah, it's not, it's not an excuse. People, we judge ourselves so harshly and we judge other people so harshly. But in reality, we're not procrastinating. Now, don't get it twisted. Some people are procrastinators. Some people just don't want to do it because they're not motivated and they don't want to do it. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who truly want to do it and just don't feel the words coming out. Don't feel the action behind it. There is a difference between creative delay and procrastination. So, okay. I think I got a little bit of both. So, I don't know. <laughs> Understood. Understood. <laughs> so let's go back. Let's go back. Um, let's go back. So you introduced yourself already. Um, so let's go back. Tell us a little bit about who you are and how you even got on this journey that you're on now in order to help other people. Because I know that generally we have our own story that of something that we went through or transpired that now that we're on the other side of it have, um, pushed us to help others. So what is your story and what is your, your, who were you before and what was the initial incident that changed your uh, life to make you say now, okay, now I'm going to help others. Yes. So, um, I had a childhood of trauma as a lot of people do. Um, I, tell people that I became an adult at six years old um, because I had two parents that were alcoholics. I had a family full of addicts and people who were making bad decisions around me and me being the baby by far of that environment. Um, I just, I had a lot of trauma. Um, thankfully, my trauma did not disrupt my life the way that it could have, but it did cause some issues. Um, I tell people that the reason why I'm here today, the reason why you see this person that is smiling, that is not strung out dead or in jail is because God has truly kept me my whole life. It was me and God. Um, so growing up because it was me and God, I didn't know that that was abnormal. That was my norm. Trauma and God, like this is, this is every day for me. As I became an adult, more trauma coming, and I started seeing a therapist, I strongly believe in counseling and therapy. Even if you don't have a bunch of trauma, go see a therapist. Everybody needs a stranger to talk to because the people in your life won't listen. <laughs> go talk to a therapist. They help so much. And so in my talking to a therapist, I was in a very bad depression. Um, this was in 2014. I was clinically depressed and I had never been that low in my life. I went and started seeing someone um, and they helped me analyze what I was going through. I also ended up being on medication for people who have to get on it. It is not a bad thing. Let's get rid of the stigma with medication. And so I was able to see through the clouds and coming out of that, that started my process of, oh, wow. I'm really stronger than I think. I really have something other people need to hear about. Um, and so I started just kind of sharing it here and there. That was 2014. So now, almost 10 years later, 
I have had a full transformation of love and God literally has put it on my heart that it is my job. It is my duty to help other people heal. I cannot not do it anymore. So that is how I got from there to here. Yeah. One of the things that you you mentioned about um, your trauma was having parents that were alcoholics. I know my dad struggled for many years. Um, yeah, many years <laughs> with alcoholism uh, before he was able to uh, get on the other side of it. And, and it's funny how life transitions, you know, so growing up, uh, my dad struggled, you know, with alcohol addiction. And so when you would see people and how people look at, at them, you know, people that are struggling, it's like, oh, this person's going to end up this way. And mm -hmm. this person's going to end up that way. And just in my life and, and, and my circle to see how some of those things turned around mm -hmm. and to see my dad today and how some of other people who right in spaces <laughs> and like my dad is, is clean and, and doing his thing and he's all good and then you watch some other people who were you know uh part of was more model of a model model citizen or model parent or whatever you want to call it and all of a sudden they are struggling now you know, and it's like a, a complete 360 on yeah. how that happens. But so I just wanted to mention that. Um, and, and another thing, so you you mentioned about uh you and God growing up. So I'm I'm taking it as you were big in church, maybe, mm. or some <laughs> way. Yes and no. Um, so my relationship with God started outside of church. Before any memories of me being in an institution, I had a relationship with God and it started with a dream. I talk about it in Faith and F-Bombs. Um, and it's it's one of those stories that was just completely unexplainable. Um, I'll try to reduce it to a, a couple of minutes. So I had a dream. No, I was five free. years old. Feel free to, to, to <laughs> give the full story. I want, I, I want all the juice. All the details, <laughs> yes. So I was five years old. I had a dream and in this dream, well, I use the word dream. Now, I don't know that I would use that word necessarily, but it's the easiest word for people to, to understand, right? And so in this dream, I was in this like this huge room. It was like white, but not actually white. It was just really lit. Like I can't even explain like the energy and the light source for this room. And I walk in and there's this being sitting at, if you're familiar with like artists or, or cat drawers and stuff like that, it's a, a draft table, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's sitting at this big draft table and he's drawing in this book. And I say, what are you doing, daddy? He says, I'm drawing your life out. And I was like, I want to see because, duh, I'm five years old. You're telling me you're drawing my life. I want to see what you're talking about. And so he picks me up. He puts me in his lap. Now, I'm using the word he because the energy felt masculine, although there was no actual gender for this being. And in this dream, I never saw a face. I never saw, I saw a torso. Like I saw this much of the being, right? And so I sit on the lap and then they close the book and open it back up from the beginning. 
and they show me, okay, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, and they're going through these pages, and I'm just all excited, of, yay, like really excited, and that was the dream, right? I wake up, I don't really talk to anybody about it, and then in church, I did go to church. My parents were big in church, which was very confusing for me because you're at church, but you're also an alcoholic and you're doing all these things. And so I, it was a, a thing. Um, but at church one day, the pastor was talking about something. I'm five. I don't know. I'm not paying attention. I just hear something that resonates with my inner being. And I start having an internal dialogue with the being from the dream. And I said, wait, that's what you do. Like, is he talking about you? And God is like, yes. And I'm like, oh, well, I already have a relationship with you. What do I need to do? And God tells me, just tell the pastor you want to be baptized. And I'm like, okay, sure. So this little five-year-old girl <laughs> goes to her mom. It's like, hey, I want to be baptized because God told me that's what I need to do to show you something. And she asked me all these questions. And I'm like, I don't understand why you're questioning me. I just told you what you need to know. And then we had to go to the pastor, did all of that. I get baptized on first Sunday. If you grew up old school black church, mm -hmm. you understand what I'm talking about. We had an evening baptismal service. Everybody had on white. Lord, the memories. <laughs> so I get baptized. And one week later, literally, and I remember this, I don't, I'm a weird person with numbers, but literally seven days later, after I got baptized, I had a deja vu and it was the first scene from the book in the dream. Blew me away. That was just like, wait, that was a real, like, that's a real thing. And so since then, since five years old, I have known that God is with me. God is always with me. My life is planned out. I'm never alone. No matter how bad it feels, no matter how it looks like, I already know that God knows ahead of time what my life is. And so it's it's just brought me comfort, which good because year six of my life was, whoo, child. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So one of the one of the things that um, you you talk about, you mentioned a little bit about, is being able to see yourself the way God sees you. Yeah. And uh, now hearing that story, it like makes so much sense, yeah. right? And it's like one of those things that, and and I don't know if I would want that vision. I, I've been thinking about it since she said it's like. Part part of it, yes. But I I, I will say this, but I'm, I want you to talk a little bit about seeing yourself as God sees you. But I want to, I want to say this one thing that I've learned, um, in this last, definitely within the last three years of my life, right. Cause it's just been such a transition in three years. It's crazy how much you can do in three years or yeah. how much things can change in three years. Um, since the pandemic, uh, pretty much actually, I think it was even before the pandemic anyway. So, um, one of the things that I've come to learn, and I say it all the time now, is nothing gets wasted. Yeah. And everything is done for a reason. And yes. I know there's a scripture that says, you know, um, but we that, believe uh, this that all things work yes. for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Yes. And I and I think I think that we 
I think that sometimes we, especially as growing those of us, I'm a PK, so those of us who grew up in church, <laughs> right? I think a lot of times we think that all things, or should I say, all good things work, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, oh, this is great. That happened. Oh, that must be God working. Then something bad happened. It's like, oh, God, where are you? You know? Uh -huh. But the scripture says all things. All things. Right? And so in my life, over the last three years, I went through a divorce. And uh, divorce is what it is. But me and my ex-wife, we've been friends since kindergarten. Right? So one of the things that we wanted to make sure... Um, even in the midst of all of that, is that we we remained friends through it all. And we did. So the divorce, I mentioned that because that was the catalyst that pushed me forward. Um, and so our relationship was fine. But anyway, so I go through going through this divorce and I'm <clears throat> dealing with some things and I'm like, man, I need inspiration. And so I go online and I'm looking up inspirational videos. I come across Eric Thomas. Um, yes, come didn't on. Know who Eric Thomas, not, he was, I don't know how many years Eric been around, right? Yeah. Never heard of him, never seen him before, right? So I was actually looking up another guy who I had heard of before, just on right. YouTube, looking up videos, and I uh, look up a video with this guy on it, and I watch it. I'm like, oh, okay. And so when that video went off on that, YouTube page. I said, well, let me see who all other people that spoke on this page. So mm -hmm. I'm just like scrolling through the whole, you know, list of people that's on there. And the guy who I was looking for is African-American. Right. Okay. And so as I'm streaming up is there's no other African-American people on there <laughs> until it hits Eric Thomas. So okay. I was like, well, who is this guy? He must be somebody important because there's only two of them on this. There's only two of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I click on it. And that takes me down a whole nother yeah. road, He's, right? Yeah. And even with uh, that, going back to my divorce, one of the things that I realized in the midst of going through my divorce is that every woman I ever was in a relationship with was a fatherless daughter. And so that pushed me to go into the fatherless daughter space. Mm -hmm. And I started a, uh, I started a Instagram page called Friends of Fatherless Daughters. And, and I was just going on to talk about, you know, fatherless daughters from a male's perspective and from a father's perspective, because my, I only have one biological daughter, a uh, child, and that is my daughter. And so just talking about that, I have five sisters talking about, you know, watching my relationship with my dad and my sisters, the whole thing. So that's how I got started talking about uh, fatherless daughters. Started doing that as the, as the uh, friends of fatherless daughters got asked to be on podcast said, okay, did a couple podcasts as a guest. One of the, one of the hosts, I met him in person. We had lunch, having a conversation. He was like, you need to have your own podcast. Mm -hmm. Fast forward. Now I got my own podcast. Also when I start, um, when I started watching ET videos and learning who more of who he was and mm -hmm. uh, learning about speaking, becoming a speaker, in church, I've always spoke, you know, as a preacher, uh -huh. pastor, whatever. Yeah. But outside of that, as a career, it was like, oh, what is this? You know, and so all of this in three years. And so yeah. now fast forward through all of those things, which started from something which couldn't be considered a negative, which was my divorce. But right. out of that came the Friends of Father's Daughters, came the ebooks, 
uh, one of my ebooks that I'm very proud of, which is the core four, which is the four core values that every daughter should get from her father. Um, mm -hmm. Started my, uh, I think I've been on maybe 30 something podcasts as a guest on other people's podcasts. I got a hundred and something episodes on this podcast. Yes. Also started the, um, the Grill Dead Discussions podcast, you know, from all from these things and these episodes that have happened in my life that has all come to fruition in the last three years, you mm -hmm. know? And so mm -hmm. now I'm very adamant that I don't even care what happened to me because yeah. I know it's working for my good, whether it's good oh, or yeah. bad. I'm like, it's all good because mm -hmm. it's working for the good either or. But I just think that sometimes we as church people, Christians, whatever you want to call it, yeah. we love to quote that scripture until we live in it. You know what I mean? And then we it's like, um, is this this is working for me? Like, yeah, that that too. <laughs> yeah. I love you saying that because that was that realization, that revelation provided so much freedom for me. Um, and it it kind of went like this. So I was having a conversation with God. I also am divorced multiple times, not just once, like multiple times. Three times um, for me. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I, I, I beat you <laughs> and I'm currently married again because I just, I can't give up on love and I mm -hmm. also can't tell God no. And I have to follow, like, I have to follow what I believe I'm supposed to do. Um, so I was having a conversation with God about some of the previous lifetimes I've lived. I tell people, I feel like I've had five <laughs> lifetimes already. Um, and so going through that and some of the mistakes I have made, some of the things that happened to me, so like all of that, just like, God, what in the world? Like, is this really how it's supposed to be? And God brought that, that scripture to me and said, all means all. It doesn't say all good things. It doesn't say all things that feel good. It says all things work for your good, whether you understand it or not, whether you see it in that moment or not, all things work for your good. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then after that, God took me to the life of David. David is my favorite Bible character because that man laid it all out. He was a no holds barred kind of person. If you just read through Psalms, <laughs> David one minute is like, I love you, God, you're amazing. The next minute he's like, these people suck, God, get on them. Like he, <laughs> David is like, life is great and life sucks and I don't know what to do. But what I do know is that God got it. <laughs> That's the only constant. Um, and when we think about the life of David, there's one really huge thing that people remember the most, right? David was the king, David fought Goliath, but people harp on the, the issue with Bathsheba. When you go back and read that passage, and I'm, I'm just going to show you how God really just freed me from thinking about my mistakes as mistakes. When you go back and look at Bathsheba, Prior to Bathsheba, David was dancing before God. That's the story where David was dancing in his undergarments and his wife was like, um, we don't do that kind of thing. And David was like, ha, I'm going to be even more undignified than this, right? All of this happens and David says, God, I want to build you a house. I have a house. It's amazing. I want to build you one. And God says, I appreciate it, but slow your roll. I didn't ask you for that. Here's what I'll do though. Your heir will build me a temple. I'm going to give you that. 
when you go forward in the in the story, the heir that gave God the temple was Solomon. Solomon is the child of Bathsheba, not the child of Saul's daughter, not the child of all the other wives, the daughter, the, the child of Bathsheba. She hadn't even entered the scene when God gave that promise. Like she hadn't even entered the scene, y'all. And Solomon was not the first child. The first child died and they were still together. Like David wasn't like, oh, you know what? My bad. Here you go, God. You can have her back. I'm going to put her back out there in the streets. Like, no, they stayed together, had other children. And that child is the one that built the temple. And what came to me was this. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how it feels to you. Nothing occurs to God. God knows all of it know it. God already knows it. So if God is giving you a promise, I don't care what happens in your life between the promise and its fulfillment, all of it is working to get you to that fulfillment. So what you see as a mistake, sure, you made some bad decisions. Those decisions had real life consequences here on this rock, but it is not a mistake to God. God has already worked in redemption and restoration into all of our lives. And the more we see that, we no longer look at our actions as, oh God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to make you mad. Like Then it's just, I'm going to live my life, God, and let you lead me. Like That's my only job. I, I, I like that what you just said and, and that really it really does kind of bring it all together. One of the other things um that I one of the things that happened to me that there was a movie that came out years and years ago with uh Arnold Schwarzenegger called um uh collateral damage. Yes. And mm -hmm. um that movie, not necessarily the movie itself, but just the name and the premise of it always stuck with me. Right. And so one of the things that I, I talk about or I mention that even in my own life, you know, there are some things that happened uh, to me. Right. Mm -hmm. That other people basically have collateral damage about. Yeah. Right? Like it happened to me and for a prime example. So my uh, first marriage. <laughs> <laughs> my divorce. My first marriage. My um, mother-in-law and I were very close, mm -hmm. right? I love her. Still love her very much. Uh, she passed away, and she ended up passing away. And three, maybe it was three years later, my mom passed away, okay. right? And so that kind of put me into a definitely a deep depression at that time. And I went to bereavement. And I was doing uh, bereavement sessions. And I really loved bereavement. Stayed there. And enjoyed it so much, I became a volunteer. And then I started a nonprofit called Anne Christine Charities. Christine was my former mother-in-law um, and was my mom. So it's Anne Christine Charities. Um, doing, I started a nonprofit doing bereavement um, in, the, in our communities, right? Taking bereavement yeah. in the community. And so I look at that and what came out of that was okay this thing happened to me mm -hmm. and from my experience of dealing with that pain and that hurt and yeah. then going through bereavement it birthed something out of me yes. right but i have an ex-wife mm -hmm. and i have eight sisters and brothers who it also happened to 
You yeah. know what I mean? But mm-hmm. they didn't get that same inspiration, that same yeah. thing, you know. So I always often look at that like that's the collateral damage. Yeah. You know, it's like God had this thing to happen that was going to birth something out of me. Yeah. But unfortunately, you just have to be connected to me. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. you got to deal with it too. But you don't get the 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 prize, should I say, of what yeah. comes out of it, sort of. Yeah, and that's a so you're going you're going to take me super spiritual now, but that's a real thing, and that's a real thing on both sides, right? As we are spirit beings, we're spirits who have a mind who live in a body. We're spirit, body, soul. We are a spirit being. The real you is not this body suit. The real you is energetic field, sound frequency. Like that's the real you. And that real you has a consciousness, has a mind, will, emotions. And the will, emotions, and the real you live in this physical body, right? Mm -hmm. What I have learned is that the more we tune in to who we are spiritually, the more we tune into the inner being, the more we recognize that we are always connected and people can be blessed by you by just being in your life. They get collateral blessings. They can also get collateral damage. And the more realize that it makes me personally, it makes me cautious about what I'm doing, what I'm putting out, because I know that my life directly impacts so many people, so many people. Like even my my spouse, we were we were manifesting. Um, I he wasn't happy at the job that he was at. Okay, cool. You're gonna get a new job. It's gonna be a job like this. You're gonna get paid this much. Blah blah blah. Gets a job. Um, gets hired literally for the exact thing that he wanted. And within six months, got a raise. He didn't only get a raise, the whole department got a raise. And that's what I mean by there's collateral blessings and there's collateral damage that when you are connected to a person who is spiritual, even if they don't realize it, but they have that power in them, so many things happen to those that are around us. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just amazing. It's amazing. So let's let's go back. Let's go back because we're gonna get so far away. But yeah. I want to go back <laughs> to um, one of the things that you mentioned about, or should I say, I know that I mentioned um, seeing yourself as God sees you. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I this is funny. Today um, I have a a challenge online because I recently launched my book and published it. It's called Enjoy 30 Days to Manifest in the Life You Desire. And today is day seven of that challenge that we are doing. And today's mantra is you are good. You are good. And when I say you are good, I don't mean you feel good. I don't mean that like you're you're not sick, that you're well. I don't mean that you're prosperous, none of that. We talked about that in the book too. But what I am saying is you, whoever you are, I've never met you, but you are good. How can I say that? I don't know what you've done. I don't know what your life is like. I don't know your story. How can I say that you are good? Really easy. I can say it with 100% certainty and confidence because a good God created you in their image, in their likeness, 
breathed their spirit into you and declared you are good. It says that on the sixth day, everything was made. God looked at all, God looked at all that he had created and declared it is good. You are part of that creation. So that means I don't care what you've done. I don't care what your story is. I don't care about the thoughts that you've had. I don't care about what you did in the booth, in the corner, in the back, in the dark. You are good. And the more you see that, the more you see, you know what? God made me. God gave me this personality. God gave me these emotions. God breathed their spirit into me. How can I live up to that? By acknowledging that you are good. That that's There's no negotiations. God didn't say you are good if you do good. God didn't say you are good if you honor, obey. No, that came later with Moses. <laughs> There's a whole <laughs> lot that happened between Genesis and Exodus. There's a lot that happened. God said, you are good. There's no negotiations. I like that. I like that. Let's go. What, what, what was the name of the book again? It is called Enjoy 30 Days to Manifest the Life that You Desire. And it's N-I-N, not E-N. So in like in joy. Yes. Oh, enjoy. Okay. Okay. A play, a play on words. Okay. I'm gonna definitely have to check that out. And and congratulations on the launch uh and the challenge. I I've I've been thinking about doing the challenge myself. Uh <laughs> putting one out there. I might go ahead and do, do it. it. But, do it, uh, do it. <laughs> I'm definitely thinking about it. Um, before I go, before we go, should I say, I want to I want to go back to uh and we were having some technical difficulties, so I hope I didn't miss it. But I want to go back to the podcast. Yes. Right. So you are you were talking about the podcast. You you have your podcast. So uh tell us a little bit more about it and then tell us where the name came from. Yes. That's what I I wanted to know. Okay. So the podcast is um launching 2024 and the name of it is Faith and F Bombs. F like Frank, right? Faith and F Bombs. Um so I put this in all of my things. There's one important thing you need to know about me. If Holy and Hood was a person, that person is Shay. I understand who I am. I understand how God made me and I'm unapologetic about it. I have faith and you can't take it away. Nothing can take away this joy that I have. And I also grew up on the north side of H-Town. And so the hood is in me and it can't come out either. <laughs> So my life has been a combination of faith and F-bombs. There's moments where everything is working together and I'm like, yes, and I see it clearly. And there's moments where I am just like, that word, right? And I'm like, okay, what are we doing? What are we doing? And just like even snippets of my life, I've been molested, I've been... Um, evicted. I've been homeless. I've been in domestic abuse. I've had all these things happen and nothing, not a single thing has taken away my faith, which I credit to God. I credit that to how my relationship started. And so now it's time for me to tell all those stories, talk about how God has never left me, talk about why I have this faith and just encourage some people. I shared a post today that says my brokenness will be a light to so many more people than me trying to pretend to be perfect will ever be. So I'm not a perfect person. I am very much a real person with a real God and a real story. And sometimes 
sometimes that story is faith and f bombs. <laughs> That's amazing, amazing, Shay. So, um, let me say first of all, thank you so very much for being on and and coming on. We definitely uh, <laughs> took the took the conversation in the duration I wanted expecting it to go. But I always say whatever is said was meant to be said again right. going back to all things work right so whatever was said was needs to be said somebody needed to be needed to hear it or maybe we just needed to say it yes. sometimes there are some things that are that is in us that is like okay you need to speak this out you know yes. so if it's nothing but just us following through we're like you know what let me speak this out into into the world and uh so whatever needs to be said was said so but that being said, again, I want to thank you for being. I want you to have the last word. So I want you to think of something uh, that you would like to leave us with, a word of inspiration, how you see fit, um, and definitely let us know where we can follow you, uh, your your uh, social media pages and things of that uh, sort. So while you're thinking of that, I'll give you a couple of seconds to think of that. Um, to my listeners, um, one of the things that I've been very blessed to be a part of is a uh, organization called the Forgiveness Mission. And what we do, we have free virtual workshops every quarter of the year, and we talk about forgiveness, what it is, what it's not, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others, and so forth and so on. So uh, whenever you're listening to this, either a uh, workshop just ended or is one that's coming up. And so you can go to forgivenessmission.com and to register, or you can go to Eventbrite and look up forgiveness workshops and we should come up there also. Again, it's a free virtual workshop. Um, we've been doing it for a little over a year and a half or something like that uh, at this time. And so um, I'm very proud to be a part of it. I think that everyone could learn and take something away from it. So make sure that you guys go and check that out. Also, Make sure that you guys check out our websites. Uh, you go to dealhealfulfill.org, which is my uh, our business web website with everything that we do. Uh, or you also go to dealtohealtees.com, which is where you'll find our inspirational teas, as well as ebooks by ejames.com to uh, check out our ebooks that we have. Again, you know, guys know that we are a self-sustained podcast and the way that we pay our bills is by bringing you products that you can purchase in order to uh, help us and help you at the same time. Uh, last but not least, I told you guys how uh, that you could win $100 from the podcast. And so this is how. You can win $100 from the podcast by entering our super subscriber contest. What must you do? You must subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our Facebook page, and to our podcast on Spotify. Then text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100. The contest is ongoing and it's random. And once you're in, you can always win. You don't have to go uh, through the whole process over again. Once you're in, at any time, I can pull a name and you could be our next winner to win $100 from the podcast. So make sure you guys do that. Uh, enter, the, enter our super subscriber podcast. Miss Shay. Once again, let me say thank you for uh, coming in. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge. Um, definitely looking to 
follow you more myself and definitely get that book because uh, manifestation is something I'm, I'm kind of new to. So I've been kind of reading up on that. So I'm definitely going to uh, be looking at it and maybe your next challenge. I'm jumping that next challenge too. So uh, that being said, thank you again for being on. I'll let you have the last word. The floor is yours. Thank you. Well, gratitude for having me on and just for everything that you do putting out into the universe. I applaud you. I uplift you and I am sending increase into the universe for you. Um, the last thing I want to say, um, well, I'll go ahead and get through all of the how you can find me. I'm going to share my link tree because you can always get to any link for me if you can go to my link tree. So my link tree is link, L-I-N-K-T-R dot ee forward slash shaytopia official so it's going to be s-h-a-t like tango o-p-i-a dot official o-f-f-i-c like cat i-a-l so link tr dot ee forward slash shaytopia official and on that link you can find my etsy shop you can find the books you can find the podcast you can find the facebook group all of that um, the last thing I want to leave you with is um, we're talking about deal to heal. If you are really ready for your healing, if you're really, really ready for your breakthrough, take the box off of God and allow God to bring it to you and however God wants to, because there's only one thing that matters, and that is that God is. All right. All right. We can't end to know better than that to my listeners. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Well, our mission is to help you to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in. Until next week, you guys be blessed. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtohealtees.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem. Heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.